If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Okay, in today's episode, we are talking about a seven-day fat loss kickstart. Now, before you freak out and think, what the heck happened to Mind Pump? Are they going the clickbait route? We explain it all in this episode. We talk about who this is not for and who this is for, and we tell you the right way to do it and why you may want to try something like this out. So listen to the episode. We drop some amazing wisdom, and we tell you step-by-step how to utilize this strategy to modify behaviors and get yourself back on the right track. Now, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Legion. Legion makes some of the best performance-enhancing supplements around, including protein powders, pre-workout supplements, and much more. We like working with Legion because all of their products are third-party tested, so everything on in the label is in the bottle. And of course, we know the owner of Legion, Mike Matthews, great guy, knows his stuff. Um, and of course, we have a discount for you. So go to buylegion.com, that's B-U-Y-L-E-G-I-O-N.com forward slash mind pump. Check out the products. Use the code MINDPUMP and get a discount. Also, we are running a promotion on two workout programs and a workout bundle. All of them we picked to help you get in shape for the warming summer months, which are coming around the corner. Um, so the first program is MAPS HIT. This is high-intensity interval training. The second program is MAPS SPLIT. This is an advanced bodybuilding-style workout. And then we have the Bikini Bundle, which is multiple programs combined and put together, already discounted, and you can discount all of these an additional 50% off, all right? So you can get all of these 50% off the original sale price, which is pretty cool. Go check all of these out. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code SPRINGBREAK for 50% off. I wanted to bring up this conversation that I probably had with, um, I don't know, at least at least half, if not most of my clients um, over the years of training and it was something that I had just recently implemented myself. And I thought, you know what? I don't think we've discussed this in detail uh, on the podcast. And the question that the, the client had or the, the, the person that DM me was, I just went on vacation and, uh, you know, I ate a ton uh, and put on like 15 pounds. And he goes, I know you guys uh, are not, you know. That's a good vacation. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> and it's very realistic though, right? I mean, Couple I know I've done it. I've done it for sure. Yeah. He goes, I know you guys don't advocate for crash dieting. He goes, but you know, my my hips are hurting, my back is hurting, I feel inflamed, I don't, I don't feel good. You know, what what do you suggest? And I said, you know, that's interesting you ask that right now because I too am going through something similar. Now I didn't just go on a vacation where I gained 15 pounds, but I have been on a pretty aggressive bulk ever since I started the testosterone therapy. And my theory on that was like, okay, I've got the extra testosterone. I'm going to build some muscle right now. I'm boosting these calories up. I'm lifting more consistently. And so I've been really enjoying this bulk. I've been putting on, I've been putting on size pretty well. I'm getting stronger. Like I like the way I've been looking, but this last couple of weeks, man, my, my hips started hurting again. My joints are just, they're talking to me right now. And so I made a quick adjustment just this last week and a half. And I, I went on like a and I forget the, what they call it when you do this, but it's it's not exactly a fast where I eat nothing, but I'm only eating 500 calories. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm doing it for a short period of time, and then I'll go back to eating a more moderate amount of calories. And what I like about that is the the way my body responds from being on really high calories for an extended period of time. And so I, I suggested this to him. Now, this isn't for everybody, but this also can be a great way to kickstart somebody who may be in the same situation. Yeah, we, we need to tread carefully, right? Because yeah. um, there's so many crappy, uh, bad, uh, you know, diets and crappy, you know, clickbaity advice out there that's saying stuff like, you know, s- you know, six days to whatever, or, you know, five, five ways you can crash, get your body in shape quick or lose 15 pounds fast or whatever. So we need to be very careful because um, that is not a, a great strategy for uh, for a lot of people. In fact, mm-hmm. it's a terrible strategy for most people because most people don't go in with the understanding of what they're going to get out of it and what they should need to focus on, right? right. And, that, and how they should navigate after going through that. Yes, because there is a, a great way to, to utilize what you're talking about, Adam, as a reset, but rather it's more of a behavioral reset. It's more of a getting going in a, a new direction and people do operate very well in the short term and this is a short term thing right it's not something you're going to be doing long term no no and i mean context matters a lot here so if that guy dm me and his question or and if he said right he asked the same thing right he want, he, uh, he had put let's say he had had put on 15 pounds over over the last course of who knows how long ago but if he said something like Adam, I've been trying to lose weight for a really long time, and you know, I just my body is not dropping off this weight. I have I have all these aches and pains, all the same stuff, but that he has been trying to lose weight for a significant period of time, and his and his body is not responding, he's not losing weight. I wouldn't advise this because the first thing is with my experience that goes through my head. If that's the case is he's probably got a pretty slow metabolism, and that's part of the reason why he's not seeing the results because he's been in some sort of a calorie deficit that he's been trying to lose, mm-hmm. and he's unsuccessful. And me giving him the advice of, oh, go eat 500 calories every single day, I think would be terrible advice to that person because that person already has a very slow metabolism. But he didn't say that. What he said was, I went on vacation. I ate like an asshole, admittedly, you know, drank, ate, had a great time, put on 15 pounds, and now I'm here. What would you suggest I do? Which is more similar to my scenario where I've been in a surplus eating a lot of extra calories for several, I've been over a month now of doing that and feeling the same way that I need to drop some yeah. weight and I'm using this and strategy. And I think even more important is the mindset understanding of what you're doing and what position you're coming from. It's like fasting, right? If you're if you have uh, issues with restricting yourself with food, if you've uh, had food-related, uh, uh, you know, relationship issues, mm-hmm. eating disorders, whatever, fasting is yeah, terrible. Terrible idea. Yeah, you're starving yourself, and it's just going to make things uh, much worse. So it's very important we talk about who this is for, who this is not for, and it's also very important we talk about what the real benefit is of a, an approach like this. Because if you go in it the right way, the right understanding. You can come out of this very well. And also understanding this is a short-term uh, process. You need to have a long-term system for afterwards. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something that is very true with human psychology. And you know, I, you learn this as, as a trainer, training people for, for decades, that people do very, very well in the short term with clear-cut rules and guidelines. This is why diet books that are very basic and simple, that say things like, only eat these four foods, or you can't eat carbs, or only drink celery juice, or whatever, 
are so successful because in the short term, it's easy. I know what I need to do. It's three things. It's two steps. Here we go. Terrible long-term approach, but in the short term, there is some uh, there is some some noticeable effect. But again, you have to go in with the right understanding and the right attitude. And of course, Adam, you're the perfect person for this. You're very self-aware. You've been, mm -hmm. you know, you, you you understand how to feed your body. You're not dealing with all these crazy food issues or insecurities. And so this is a great, well, and dare I say, kickstart for yeah, someone like the, you. The healthy foundations have to be established first. And I think that's why on the show, especially, we're always like reiterating what the long-term strategy is, what the healthiest practices uh, with these things to get towards, uh, you know, healthy fat loss and, and healthy, uh, you know, muscle gain. Um, but, you know, there are things where there's interruptions. There's, there, there's ways to sort of break cycles of pattern. And I think this is one of those opportunities if you have... Have a healthy metabolism and you know you're looking to uh you know sort of get like a, a new stimulus that you can then uh, benefit from this could be a strategy well i like i saw i mean i love that you pointed out it's a be mostly a behavior thing because mm -hmm. the truth is had i been doing a very uh modest bulk or doing what we recommend most of the time which is a bulk then cut bulk then mm -hmm. these short periods of time i probably wouldn't be in the situation i am but the truth is I was enjoying the bulk so much that it was easy to pile on the burger and fries every now and mm -hmm. then. It's like I'm getting strength gains in the gym. My body's packing on muscle because I have this extra testosterone in my body. So I was happy with what was going on for most of the part as far as results. So it was really easy for me to allow like, oh, I know that I'm only supposed to be eating about 300 to 500 more calories, but <laughs> What's the thousand today? Right, right. And a thousand the next day. What ends up happening because I'm seeing these results in the gym, muscles coming on, I'm, my body's changing the way I like. Oh, okay. I'm just going to keep going, keep going. And it's that's those are bad behaviors that even I, being as aware and as experienced as I am, started to do. You needed a pattern interrupter. Yes. Is what you needed a behavior and pattern interrupter. And if you go into this understanding that's what's happening, then you're going to be okay. If you go into this thinking, I want to lose weight. This is going to be the best way to lose weight fast. I got to lose weight fast because in two weeks I'm going to be going to the beach or I'm going to this party. Um, terrible approach. Everybody's done that. We all know what happens. You gain the weight back and then some. Or you do these wild swings where you go extreme restriction to back to binge uh, type behavior. So you have to have the right attitude and understand what you're looking to accomplish. For example, I'll give you an example. Okay, Fasting is a great example. If I go into fasting... Let's say I want to do a 48-hour fast. I'm not eating anything at all for 48 hours. And I go into it thinking, I'm going to lose five pounds in two days. This is going to be awesome. It's a great way to lose fat real fast. Terrible approach, and it will fail, and it'll cause bad behaviors and bad uh, relationship to food. If I go into the fast thinking, I'm going to detach from using food as, uh, as a way to medicate, self-medicate. I'm going to work inward. I'm going to focus on how I deal with stress because normally I reach for mm -hmm. food and for snacks. I'm going to not distract myself so much. I'm going to reset my relationship to food and I'm going into it from a healthy standpoint. In other words, I'm not going into it having dealt with anorexia or restrict type eating behaviors in the past. Then fasting, and this is why fasting is a spiritual practice. Fasting is present in every major religion in the world, not for the weight loss, but rather for the detachment uh, and fasting works on lots of things. It's not just food. You could do this with electronics or whatever. So it's all about that. So if you do this the right way, what we're about to talk about, then you can see some benefits. If you're the right person and you do this the right way with the right mindset. If you go into this and then you're the wrong person with the wrong mindset, 
you're going to come out of this way worse off than you were before. Well, and to add to your your short-term point is you have to resist the temptation to keep doing this. Right. Yep. Because Which is very hard. It's very hard to do because I saw great results in the last seven days. Well, what, what did I actually really see? In the last seven days, the scale dropped 10 pounds. Hmm. I mean, and if you were somebody who's put on 15 pounds or you've been carrying lots of extra weight for a long period of time, that can be like, whoa. Game changer. This is, this, yeah, this is it. I just got to do this for a few more weeks and I'll be there. But what I know is that, first of all, a majority of that was water weight, which mm -hmm. is great because I know that's also going to help with my joints. Inflammation, yeah, water, right? Inflammation is going to help with me feeling better, which is the main reason what triggered this for me to start doing this. And so that's great. I already feel a, a lot better. But I also know that my body didn't lose 10 pounds of just body fat in this last week. Sure, I might have shredded a couple pounds along the way, but I also know that I'm already sending a signal to my body to get adapted to this new low calorie intake. And I know that I don't want to be here long term because you bet your ass I went to bed every night this last week hungry as fuck mm -hmm. so I don't want to be here for the rest of my life it'll be a miserable way to live and so you have to resist the temptation to want to stay this low for a really long time because you're setting yourself up for a really slow metabolism and eventually for the weight yeah, to all and, come and back so on. So you need to have a a post uh you know strategy right so it's short term you give yourself a time frame a week I think is a good uh, time frame so I'm going to do this for a week after that. Don't just say it's going to be over after a week mm -hmm. because if you don't have a strategy for after, then you may actually go in the opposite direction. You say to yourself, uh, here's what I'm doing for this week. And then after that, here is my strategy for afterwards because you need a long-term strategy. Otherwise, this will fail. You will fail miserably if you try doing something like this without that kind of a strategy. But yeah, in that short, and I do this too, Adam, and very similarly, if I want to, you know, get myself going and work on those behaviors and detach from certain types of behaviors and learn how to, you know, uh, deal with certain feelings without reaching for food or whatever. Um, I'll do that. Uh, it's some, you know, similar. I'll do something like that similar mm -hmm. where I do something very, very short. And I do notice uh, reduced inflammation. That's the number one thing. When you drop your calories significantly, you do get this kind of anti-inflammatory effect in the body. Yeah, well, you mentioned fasting, and, and for me, some of the biggest breakthroughs were just to be able to uh, get beyond the cravings that I felt so compelled to yes. and so drawn towards. You know, like if, if it was later at night or, uh, you know, I just had this moment where I just had a little bit of the hunger growls, and I just was immediately drawn to having to shove my face with something. And I know I'm not alone. I know there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, once they feel that sort of sensation, they'll mm -hmm. pull their car over and just try to find whatever is available uh, at the moment. And so to break free from that and be able to kind of ride it out and wait till I get like, you know, a better meal options was a big deal, uh, you know, as well as just, you know, just breaking free of just all the very specific meals I had to have at very specific times. Right. So uh, number one, understand that the benefit of this is to uh, modify your behavior um, and for some detachment from ways that you were, you know, treating food or using food to medicate or to numb or to distract. Um, it's, this is a behavior shift. Uh, that's the mindset that you're going this with. You're not going in trying to lose a certain amount of weight. You're not going in trying to look a certain way at the end of this. Uh, go in with the right mindset. It's very, very important. I think fasting is a very important part of this because fasting is literally that detachment aspect of it. Right? Well, it's step one of the five steps, right? So, I, you know, I like to organize this in a way where 
we give somebody kind of like the five steps and you guys can add or take away however you guys feel, but of what I kind of go through when I, when I put myself in this, this position, right? So I know I'm going to go extremely low calorie. And so I, I set, set several goals for myself for the, for the period of time that I'm going to be doing this. And then I'm also mindful of post and putting something together to make sure that I come out of this. Cause here's another thing. I think the most challenging part is not the staying super low calorie for seven days while the results are coming on. It's knowing that I can't stay there for a long time. And when I reintroduce more calories, the temptation to want to go crazy because you get hungry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm every night I'm going to bed hungry. And then watch, I also know that once I start giving myself more calories, which I'm doing today and I started yesterday, that my body is going to be like totally. more, more, yeah. more. Yeah. And I got to really rein that in. And while that's happening, guess what happens? It's starting to fill all my muscle bellies in and I'm lifting weights heavy. And so I see- Start to justify. Exactly. Yeah. I start to justify the added calories because it's looking good on my physique, but I have to understand what's going on physiolog physiologically with my body when I do this and resist the temptation to keep going crazy. So a plan is important. Definitely. First one, the first step, like you said, Sal, intermittent fasting. So I, I don't like giving it a name, but it, we can give it the intermittent fasting name. For me, it's just, I meal skip. I know that I'm only going to allow myself 500 calories a day. So that's really, really low for me. I could easily eat that in one meal It's or it's two kind of small, small meals. Mm -hmm. So I, I quote unquote intermittent fast. I just say I skip the first like meal or two. That's what I do. And I mean, I know we've, we've marked, people have marketed it, wrote books around this, but the, the truth is the only reason why I'm doing it, I'm not, I don't actually go to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow the warrior diet during this time yeah. and I'm going to- Hour 12. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going, I'm going to stop at this time or at this time. I just know that I, I can only eat 500 calories. So that's really tough to, to spread out over three or four meals. Yeah. So I got to get rid of some meals. So it doesn't really matter if it's meal one and meal four or it's meal one and two or whatever. Now, I'm glad you said that because a lot of the fasting advocates, uh, when they talk about the health benefits of fasting, all that stuff, they'll recommend that people fast later in the day, right? So eat in the morning, don't eat at night. Now, from a behavioral standpoint, I like mm -hmm. the opposite. I don't mm -hmm. think... I don't get, I would prefer to fast in the morning, in the afternoon, and then eat at night. Going to bed without any food is Hungry way more is rough. Way more challenging for yeah. me than being up during the day, keep being busy, and dealing with my feelings during the day, right? So, you know, if, you know, by the time noon comes around, I'm getting hungry. I haven't eaten anything in the morning. Okay, I know for the next seven days or whatever, I'm not going to eat until, you know, dinner time where I have one meal. Let me just deal with these feelings. Uh, what are these feelings saying to me? Now, for me, it's literally just getting comfortable with feeling hungry. It's a feeling like any other feeling. And believe it or not, you can start to feel comfortable with the feeling of craving or whatever. By the way, it's not true hunger. Uh, true hunger kicks in much later. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more of a I'm used to eating at this time or I have a craving for food. That's a good feeling to deal with and to be okay with, to sit with. Maybe you are somebody that starts to feel anxious or stressed, or maybe you're upset. And normally the way you numb yourself or distract yourself is by feeding yourself. But now since you're fasting for most of the day, now you got to sit with those feelings. What can I do instead of eat? That's usually what comes up for me. All right, I'm not going to eat. It's noon. Normally I take 30 minutes to have lunch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to eat. What can I do instead? I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to read something or I'm going to do some mobility work or something like that. So I prefer like you, Adam, I'll do it. I'll skip the first few meals, and then I'll have something in the evening. And you're saying focus on about 500 calories. I think that's a yeah, pretty good target. Yeah, and by the way, that, I mean, it's just some arbitrary number. I just know that 500 calories is 
really, really low for me. My body probably, I, just so you have the, so there's some context here so the listener knows, I was eating closer to 33,000 to 3,500 calories. That's a big drop. Yeah, so it's, it's a big drop for me. So it's a significant drop. If you're somebody who only, and this is why too, again, the context matters. If you're somebody who is on a 900 to 1300 calorie diet, you hear this podcast and you think this is a good strategy for you, you're not the person for this. Mm -hmm. Reducing down to 500 when you're already down to 900 or 1300, one, you're going to see minimal to no results from it. And all you're really going to do is slow your metabolism down anymore. Yeah. If you've been restricting for a while yes. and you're going to, and then this, do you this think this is, doing for you. this is great to, like Justin said, it's a great for pattern interruption. If I have been on a bulk for a long period of time, this is a great way to, to, to reset that, reset my behaviors, reset my metabolism a bit, cut cut out all the calories, lower inflammation, and then restart what would be a great diet. Or somebody who just came off a vacation where they drank and ate and had a, a mm -hmm. massive surplus of calories for consistent seven days, mm -hmm. those are the people that I and, think are great for this. And to your point, Sal, I love the the, the skipping in the morning stuff because that's when I'm, my day is busy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is easier when I got things going on because every once in a while, I would get this, oh, I'm, I'm kind of hungry right now, but I have to go do this and I have to go do that. And then I stop thinking about it. It's easier for, for time to go by and me not to be thinking about my cravings when I'm busy doing stuff. It's much more difficult for me when I get home at four or five o'clock at night, kind of play with Max and I'm kind of sitting there. I'm sitting there, I'm watching TV, I'm doing some of that. I want to have at least one of my meals, at least 200 or 300 of my calories yeah. to be consumed around that time for behavioral reasons. Yeah, and the, and the while you're doing that, I want to ask you, Adam, because for me, when I do something like this, similarly, the first, I'd say two to three days are where I get the most challenged. After that, I start to kind of get into this very solid rhythm and it becomes much easier. But it's the first like two to three days mm -hmm. that I tend to be the most challenged. How was it for you? Yeah, no, I would actually say it was really only the first day. The first day is the hardest day. I mean, it really is. You just came off of like telling your body that yeah, maybe the second Expecting day. Expecting lots yeah, of food. Yeah, lots of food, lots of calories. And then you dramatically go down to 500. It, it, it Your body goes, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, and you feel that. But then after about the second or third day, to your point, it does start to adapt. It realizes that you may not be getting calories for a long period of time, which is, this is the reason why this isn't good long-term. Yeah. Because already in the first few days, you already feel that adaptation process happening. You already feel how smart the body is and starting to figure things out. You want to stay ahead of that. So also, you know, to, to that point, so you're, you're eliminating it down to 500 calories, right? That would be like the second step. Now, if we focused on macronutrients, like where would you sort of steer towards? Great, great question. So, uh, and, and again, there's different strategies to this, and it, this isn't like it has to be this way. I find the most benefits for it with targeting protein first and then fibrous foods, so vegetables. So that's where I, mm -hmm. I, I want to – carbs Carbs are going to stimulate appetite. They're going to fill me up. I'm not – I'm also – I'm trying to maintain in, in as much muscle mass as I can, so I want to feed the muscles what it needs. I know I'm not going to get my daily mm -hmm. protein intake as it is. And you're going to get some fats from the proteins because you're getting it from natural sources. Exactly. So – Protein and fiber are the main sources that I want to target for that for these these 500 calories. Now, what I would do is I would have a small piece of meat, uh, steak, uh, chicken thigh, something like that, and then I'd have a big serving of well cooked uh, vegetables. Yeah, like Brussels yeah. sprouts or broccoli, big old. And and honestly, Sal, you're the one that got me on doing this. I never until we met. 
I never, I've actually never seen somebody sit down and eat like a, <laughs> a giant bowl of vegetables before. A salad bowl. Yeah. yeah and you, you were the one that, and, and you do like a little bit of butter or you do olive, olive oil, oil, you do something on there to give it a little bit of flavor and stuff or season it up however you want. Um, I had never done that before and it's actually very satisfying, especially when you're doing something like this. So yeah, I'll cook up a big old bowl of vegetables. Yeah, and, and protein and fiber are the most satiating things uh, you can eat. Fat is relatively satiating as well, but protein in particular, very, very satiating. And then fiber also helps as well. So you're gonna, you're more likely to be successful uh, doing something like this by having that protein and then lots of you know, fiber uh, meal from those uh, from those vegetables. Otherwise, it's going to be a much more challenge. And I don't and I don't overthink this, right? So, I, and I know the audience and people like to be like told exactly like what to eat, but it's like, listen, if you're staying around, and by the way, around it doesn't have to be exact. I'm not even going exactly 500 calories. You're estimating, right? I'm estimating right around 500. I know that anything around 500 is dramatically less than 3,000. It's I'm going to get the benefits I'm looking for from that. So some days it might I might be making choices where there's you know pork involved. It might be steak another day. It might be chicken thighs or chicken breast another day. So I'm not uh, I'm not worried about exactly what meats I'm choosing, and I'm not counting calories at that point. One one day might have been five seventy five, and another day four ninety, and then another day six hundred. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. like that to me. Mm -hmm. If you got seven days in a row of that low of calories. Uh, you're going to deplete everything. Inflammation is going to come down. Water is going to come off. All those things are going to happen. Yeah, and to the inflammation point, what I like about like focusing like specifically just on the protein and, and vegetables for myself, noticing too with uh, you know some autoimmune type, uh, you know, yeah. It, like yeah. So I'm just like certain foods don't agree with me like they used to, and, and it really helps to highlight that when you go through a process like yeah, this. Yeah. By the way, so our reasons for doing stuff like this can be a little bit different, right? But it's all resetting uh, kind of behaviors for me. You know, I, I typically do this is when my gut health is starting to go south. And the reason why it's going south is because I let things in my diet yep. that tend to bother my gut. And I start to go down that snow. I get that snowball effect. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, my gut is just, I got to do something. It's really hard for me uh, to do this slowly. I need to do kind of a reset. And so that's when I start to do something like this. And like you said, Justin, the well-cooked vegetables and proteins um, and the low calories and the fasting, it really works well on my gut. After about the third or fourth day, my gut is feeling almost yeah. like there's no problems so at all. So your gut repaired. Yeah. Now, the fourth step or strategy that I do is is another hard one to communicate to, to clients and get them to understand. Because imagine you're like this guy who gained 15 pounds over the week or you're somebody who's who wants to lose body fat or wants to kickstart uh, your fat loss journey or whatever. You at that moment, a lot of times we're very motivated. We would tell me what I need to do, coach, whatever, I'll do whatever. And that thought process you apply to way the way you train. And the the way I want to think this week is completely opposite of that. Yes, because going into your workouts super hard and super intense is going in with the mindset of I need to lose weight. Yes. Yeah. Going in the mindset of resetting uh behaviors. It means you're going to work out in a very different way. Not to mention, I'm not feeding my butt body the building blocks I need to build a bunch of muscle. So mm -hmm. why am I going to go in the gym and hammer the weights in hopes that I'm going to build a bunch of muscle? It's not going to happen. Or get on a tread. Why would I get on a treadmill and try and burn tons of calories when I'm already super low calorie? Yeah. So if I'm doing any sort of activity or exercise, it's more inward or it's more low, low, moderate intensity. So it looks like mobility. 
it looks like walking. If I'm strength training, it's an easy workout. You're practicing exercises. Yeah, exactly. I'm practicing the movement. I'm doing things that I've probably neglected and I haven't done in a while, trying to work on the mechanics or addressing imbalances. Like, this is a time for me to kind of, I'm resetting a lot of things. I'm not trying to make gains. I'm not going to make gains on 500 calories. So why would I push my body? I'm, and if you do, you're only making it more difficult for yourself in the coming weeks. You are All you're doing is you're feeding bad behaviors. If, if you're going into this and you're restricting and hammering yourself in the gym, you're actually treating this the wrong way. And like we said in the, earlier in the episode, uh, you are going to come out much worse. Go into your workouts with a lower intensity Practice your exercises because, again, you're resetting. So why not treat the workouts the same way? Now, physiologically speaking, like Adam said, makes perfect sense. Your calories are so low, it doesn't make physiological sense to go in the gym and beat yourself up. You're not going to make gains uh, doing it that way. And, in fact, if you go crazy with the calorie burn with the low calorie, you're going to get a very strong metabolic adaptation in a direction that you don't necessarily want. In other words, you're going to slow your metabolism down quite a bit. And believe it or not, your body can actually adapt quite quickly yep. In just a week. Instead, go into your workouts or your activity in a way where you're kind of taking care of yourself. You're practicing exercises. Since I'm resetting myself with nutrition, why not reset myself with technique and form, right? Why not go into the gym and say, okay, normally I'm pushing the weight, you know, I'm getting a pump. Why not go into the gym and perfect my form, yeah. focus on my mobility, work on my flexibility? Any it actually goes great together. Or anything like that, too, being, you know, like, like eliminating a lot of the inflammation from your diet, too, and then working through that is a great opportunity for you to then, like, you know, fortify those joints. Well, I also know that. So for myself, why the th this thought process is I was on the bulk, I was adding calories more than I should have, I was training intensely, loving the gains coming on. So I need to break that. I need to break that cycle and that mindset. For the guy who just uh, put on 15 pounds and for over vacation, who probably didn't exercise, the the reverse is true for him too. This this is he doesn't need to do very much to see his body start to make change anyways because right. he hasn't been doing anything for exercise wise for a week. So why go super intense right now when he's already already real low calorie? So the advice is the same even though we have two different situations that we're coming from. He put 15 pounds on from a week of drinking and eating bad and no exercise. I put it on from overtraining, overeating for mm -hmm. several weeks or months in a, in a row. Both of us, same protocol. Yeah, right. and, and it's funny because it's it sounds counterintuitive. Oh, I'm going to do this thing. Why am I not working out real hard? Well, that's that right there is a clue that tells you that you're not going into this with the right, right mindset, and you shouldn't do something like this. Again, you're going into your workouts, and you're treating them as a way to modify behavior in a good way. What does that usually mean? Uh, it usually means you're going easy, perfect form mobility. When I do stuff like this, in fact, I often don't even lift weights at all. Uh, now, the reason why I don't lift weights is because it's not because there's something wrong with lifting weights, but rather I know my own behavior enough. I never miss workouts. I never miss uh, weight training workouts. So for me, it's a good time to detach from weights. So I actually don't lift weights on purpose when I do something like this. And what do I focus on? All the shit that I tend to neglect. So I tend to do lots of stretching. I tend to do lots of walking and I tend to do more mobility stuff. Again, mindset is everything when you go into this. Speaking of which, um, let's talk more about mindset. How are you? Re how are you framing this whole thing? Well, I mean, one of the ways I'm framing it is I'm thinking about I'm working inward first of all. Like I'm thinking of all the things that I haven't been addressing. I'm not worried about the strength training, the aesthetics. It's not that at all. So it's I'm looking for the health benefits that are coming from this, and I'm already kind of thinking about 
when I come out of this, the things that I'll need to start to do right away. Like, how will I reintroduce calories? How will I know how much should I reintroduce? Mm -hmm. I'm already thinking in that mindset going in or coming out of this seven days of low. Because once you've got, okay, here's my goals, 500 calories, eat protein, all the things that we talked about. Okay, great. I'm going to hit that for a week. Okay, now what do I do? And how do I not just totally diminish everything that I worked, I, I did that seven days for? Yes, there's a big difference between working out and working in. Okay. So I'll give you some examples of ways that you could kind of get yourself working more in. So let's use the example of a, of a squat. Typically, when you do a barbell squat, you'll breathe in, brace, go down to the bottom, and then breathe out with a tight core and with good force to give yourself maximal strength uh, and leverage and you know CNS activation. And that's the way you should squat when you're lifting heavy to build muscle. But what if I'm squatting in a way to work inward? Here's a nice tip. Reverse the breath. So what do I mean by that? Breathe in as you go up from the squat. Now, I know that sounds weird, but you're not going heavy anyway. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it, it forces you to slow down and treat the squat very differently. So you're at the bottom of the squat, breathe in. As you come up from the squat, breathe out as you uh, and, and, and reverse the breath. And you'll find that it makes you work more inward rather than outward. There, there's also, there's lots of things that we can go over like through this, right? So another strategy, and will you keep on the squat thing, right? This is also, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, where I like to have a session like this where I will go squat, very, very light, like you're saying, and then I will break down my squat. I'll either video myself or I'm watching in the mirror. Focus and, on every little piece. And I'll look at every detail. You know, is my is my my left foot, which is in my case, is what will happen. My left foot slightly externally rotating when I get at the very bottom of that. Do I feel my hips kind of shifting when mm -hmm. I do that? Do I struggle to keep one knee more out than the other knee from collapsing in? Like I start looking at all the am I able to really retract my shoulders and keep my chest upright when I when I drop down into the squat? I start nitpicking all the parts of my squat and then I take a break I do the set and then I go over and I do a bunch of priming and mobility stuff and that might be 10-15 minutes long and then I come back to the squat again and I do it again and I see how those things that I just did did it improve those things that I was looking at and then I do that set and then I go back and do more of it and I pay attention to how that's yeah, improved I yeah. find this too to be a great opportunity to uh, for self-improvement so because I'm already in that mindset I start to focus on spiritual health. I start to focus on maybe not being on electronics as much. I'm going to start reading things mm -hmm. uh, that are about making myself a better person because I'm already in that mindset. And because I'm again, working on those behaviors, it just makes sense for uh, me yeah. to do all that. How stuff I can too. be a better partner. How I can be a better dad, you know, those kinds of things like uh, how I can be more like pay better attention, be more present, uh, you know, things, it kind of forces that, right. You have to be present. Cause like you're, you're, you're battling a lot of these feelings of, you know, hunger and like need to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, consume something. Uh, and it really is a, it's a good challenge for you to go through that. Uh, and for me, like physically, you guys mentioned a few of those techniques for me, I like to then take myself through a lot of like, you know, these unconventional type movements, like, uh, you know, your Turkish get-ups and your, uh, uh, windmills and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, for me to then really express different types of movement that my joints could really benefit from. Yeah. Now here's, here's some clues and hints that you've done this the right way. A uh, big one is how you feel after you're done. If you finish this process at the end of the week and you can't wait to eat a burger or you are just, oh my God, I'm so done with all that. It's just anxiety. It caused so much stress. I'm done. Let's go enjoy ourselves. Oh my God, it's over that seven week, excuse me, that seven day period or whatever is over. You had the wrong mindset and you treated it the wrong way. Here's how you should feel coming out of this. You should feel calm, focused, 
and at peace. That's how you know that you did this the right way. You should feel good coming out of it, ready to move with the next phase, which is the long-term approach in a very calm, focused way. It should not feel stressful. It should not feel obsessive. It should not feel like you're ready to go in the opposite direction. If that happens again, you did this totally the wrong way. Yeah, you know, an added benefit too that you'll see that, you know, I have psoriasis. I've talked about that. That's an autoimmune. It was, it's been the best it's been uh, in a long yeah, time. you gave your gut a break. Yeah. And, That's it. and boy, did it, it made a huge difference on that. And I, I mean, I use all the tools. Like I talk about the benefits that I've used from Juve. And I know when I've got my vitamin D up, all those things help it. Soft water. Mm-hmm. I've, Boy, the fast, man, or going this low calorie for seven days probably did more than anything else that I've ever seen just by doing that alone. So if somebody, and it doesn't have to be psoriasis, if you have an autoimmune issue, pay attention to it during this seven days, you'll probably see some serious benefits. Yeah. Oh, one more thing, a little tip. Uh, Make sure you drink enough water and you may want to add a little sodium to your water or have some electrolytes because sometimes when your calories are low... Your electrolytes get thrown off because you're not eating food. Maybe you're not eating things with a lot of sodium. You can actually start to get headaches yeah, and feel dizzy. lightheaded, right? So, sodium uh, helps quite a bit. I'll I'll drink the you know our element which we get you know from Wall Wolf's company. Now I'll do something like that. That's and, a good point because yeah. I was doing that. And I didn't mention that, and that's like a no calorie thing, right? So no. I'm not. I can totally drink that with my water. It gives me a little bit of flavor in my water. Makes me feel satisfied for a little bit. I do feel the energy boost from it yep. after I do it, especially when I'm this low a calorie. So I, I, I like the idea, too, during this time, we didn't uh, touch on this, of addressing water intake. Because you can't have any calories or anything else, oh, it's yeah. a really good time to pay attention to like how much water were you drinking before, and now this is keeping your mouth busy by drinking all day long and keeping that up. A lot of times, some of the benefits you'll feel is just simply from that. It's also increasing yeah. water. One thing I used to do is I would get uh, like San Pellegrino, right? The, 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 what is it? The fizzy mineral water. Mm-hmm. So I'd get like a glass bottle of that. Then I would add uh, a, a piece of lime in it, and I and then I'd take sea salt and I'd sprinkle it around the rim and sprinkle some inside. And yeah. just because I wanted the sodium, I wanted a little bit of flavor, and then because it's fizzy water or whatever, it it's it's more fun to it's drink. Your fake margarita. It yeah. Basically, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a, a it's, Corona light light. It's like <laughs> it's like water that was thinking of being a beer yeah. at one point, yeah. but it's still it's still water. Yeah. Okay, so now you're done with this process. So you've done the the seven day or whatever process. How you come out is extremely important. So let's start with that, Adam. How did you come out of it? Did you just jump back to what you were doing before? No, because before I said I was somewhere between 3,000 and 3,500 calories. I'm more like 2,500 to 2,800 now. So, so you I, came back lower than you were before. Yeah, because I know that I wasn't at maintenance before. Hmm. So I had to, again, you have to be aware and, and, and very, um, you know, you have to be very honest with yourself on was that my maintenance calories that I was at before or was I probably overeating? Exceeding it yeah, bit, was yeah. I overeating quite a bit? So, and by the way, and I want to make this clear because this is what has always made, you know, coaching and, and the fact that we there's a massive individual variance on everybody. So when I give numbers and say things like this, you know, all that could be changed. You could be completely different, even if we have the same weight. These are Adam's numbers. Yeah, these are my numbers. And my numbers, I, I say these numbers like 25 to 2800 because I give myself room to kind of play with that and pay attention to what I notice over the next couple of days. So 2500 to 2800 is about where I'm I'm at now, right? So that's kind of where I'm watching. And so what I'm watching is is my weight. How quick do I start to put the weight on? Now, I know right away, when you go from eating 500 calories a day, I increase up to 25 to 28. Right away, I'm going to see a little bit of initial weight gain, a pound or two, real quick. Yeah, water. Yes, mm-hmm. right away. You increase you increase sodium, you increase your 
carbs, carbohydrate intake, carbs pair with water that I'm going to hold more water. Plus I have more calories. It's not fat. I didn't all of a sudden get fat. So don't let that scare you and go, oh shit, I got to go back down low calorie again. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's totally normal. It's part of the process. From there, after I got those first couple pounds, that is that now I'm really trying to say, can I hover around that weight? Am I going down? Am I staying the same? And I kind of want to hover. I don't want to go up or down. I want to stay right around in that range. I'm not trying to aggressively cut right now. All I'm trying to do is reset. And I want to be in a place that's probably a healthier place of calories for myself. So that's the goal. It's 25, 2,800. So, so you basically, you need to give yourself a target when you're done. Don't leave it loose because you might swing really hard in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So give yourself a target. Kind of stick to that target. Pay attention to how you feel, right? Yes. You, you're going to gain some water weight. That's totally normal. My body, uh, you know, everybody's different, by the way. My body can fluctuate in water like you have no, it's insane. I mean, I could go seven, eight pounds in water within a few days. So I know when I come out of it, oh, my weight went up, you know, four pounds on the scale. It's water. You didn't gain gain or lose body fat that right. fast. I also like to either one, start a strength phase. Yeah, I was going to say that. Right now. Yeah. Or if I was a strength athlete or somebody who trains a lot in the strength phase most of the time, or I was just currently before this, I like to switch whatever type of phase I was in. So for me, uh, I typically lean more towards the bodybuilder, hypertrophy, 12, 15 rep type of stuff. Um, I, I always tend to gravitate back to there. And so I'm, I'm, I, I do that more often. So this is great. So I come out of this and now I'm going to go to heavy lifting, kind of strength focus, more MAPS anabolic-ish, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I'll go to right now. If you're somebody, I would say that's like probably Sal or Justin who lean towards strength and all that, I would recommend going to something different like hypertrophy type training. The, the idea is that I am sending a new signal that my body is less used to so any additional calories, say I'm off on my 2,500, 2,800, maybe I'm actually eating three to 500 more calories than I probably even really need. That's okay. Cause guess what? I'm sending a new signal to my body that it's not used to by training differently than what I'm used to. And so the theory is that I'm hoping that those additional calories, if I am eating additional calories, get partitioned over to building muscle. Right. Now, here's why I like the strength phase for a lot of people is because training for strength, you could also do this with mobility, by the way, takes your focus off of the mirror and off of how you look, and it's more focused on performance in the gym. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this a good thing? For some people, even if you go into the right mindset, you still may be challenged by the fact that you lost a lot of weight and you don't want to gain it back. And if you get too focused on the mirror, you may find yourself swinging to uh, you know, up and down. Maybe you're restricting even longer now because you like the fact that you look leaner because you lost all this water. When you're focusing on performance, whether it's strength or mobility, it's it's more it's measurable, it's objective, it's not the mirror, so you don't have those insecurities creeping in. Um, and so I like that for a lot of people. But like you said, Adam, if that's what you're always in, it, it makes more sense. Change the stimulus, get the body to want to build muscle. Uh, when you're when you're coming out of that, yeah, and then you're just and then you're watching the scale or watching the scale, and I'm using the mirror like, and I'm using and I'm not I'm not married to either one of those things. Okay, I'm not watching the scale because I'm freaking out if it goes up or down a pound. I'm just using it as a tool to kind of monitor that I'm not seeing huge fluctuations. I don't care if I see one or two pounds north or south. What I care about is if I saw a pound go down, the next day a down, 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 I, and I'm go- then that tells me I need more calories. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating enough. I need to get up there. I'm not trying to go down that fast at all. And the uh, the opposite is true. If I see I'm put every time I get on the scale, oh, I'm up another pound. Oh, I'm another pound. It's like okay, that I'm adding too many calories. I need to come down.
down from where I was calorie-wise. So I'm using the, and then of course I'm being objective by using the mirror too and saying, okay, I noticed that it looks like I'm building muscle. I'm not putting body fat on. That's how you use these things as a tool and not something that you allow to really shift like the direction that you're going as far as your training. It's not something that I'm married to. Oh, very good. Look, if you like this episode and you want more great information fitness-related information from Mind Pump, go to mindpumpfree.com and check out all of our free guides. we got a lot on there, and you can get all of them, and they cost you nothing. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.